Welcome back to the Hot Route Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Wong, with uh, the ever-bold and brash. J.P. Mortensen. Yes, sir. So right now, we're going to go down through the AFC East and uh, give you guys a little rundown on the skill position players from there. Um, yeah. Uh, they got Stephon Diggs. Uh, this offseason made a trade for him uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, elite receiver one in the NFL. Uh, he can do it all. He's a great route runner. Uh, obviously a big deep threat, um, as we all remember with the Minnesota miracle, but, um, that honestly gave him this reputation as being this deep threat guy, which is just not true. He's an everything guy. Steph wins at every single level of the field, pretty much with his route running. And he's also one of the best, if not the best contested catch guy in the NFL. They also, in my opinion, they have the, one of the most well-rounded receiving rooms in the NFL with John Brown and Cole Beasley with them. John Brown is a fantastic, he is the deep threat. Get Smoke Hollywood Brown. No, he's not Hollywood. He's just Smoke. Yeah, he's John Smoke Brown. If you get him one-on-one, you know who we cooked this year? Stephon Gilmore on a double move. Oh my God, he made him look like an UDFA cornerback. That was beautiful. Make some people look absolutely dumb. However, he's also a little bit limited in that he's really reliant on his deep threat uh, abilities. He's not really much of a a mid-level short passing game weapon. You know who they have for that? They got Mr. Cole Beasley. He's pretty much one of the best, if not the best, underneath route runners in the NFL. He is just a fantastic slot guy. He's going to get open pretty much if you match him up against pretty much anyone one-on-one. Yeah, um, moving on to the running back room. They got uh, Devin Singletary, who's a really nice player. Uh, he, he was pretty good for them last year. He just uh, cut down on the fumbles, though. Yeah, um, but he was young, and a lot of young players have that problem and are able to fix it. Uh, they also have a rookie coming in out of Utah, Zach Moss. Oh, my God. This man just breaks tackles. That's all you ask him to do. I mean, he'll juke a couple guys primarily, but his contact balance is it's pretty otherworldly. Zach Moss, look for him to get some carries early on in the season, perhaps even take over the feature back role in Buffalo. Tight ends are also pretty exciting. We got Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney, two second-year tight ends. Both of them produced. Dawson Knox is one of these guys who, you know, he's from Old Miss, not necessarily asked to put his hand in the dirt all that much, but you know, he's coming along in that area. He's becoming a better run blocker, but he's still a very, very fine pass-catching threat from the tight end position. Tommy Sweeney, on the other hand, man literally wears a neck roll. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for the inverse of Dawson Knox, you got Tommy Sweeney, but Tommy Sweeney has just enough athleticism, just enough wiggle to him to really to really make something out of himself. So I'm looking at high upside from these tight ends. Bottom line, it's a decent running back room uh, with good potential at tight end and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, so, so not the worst in the world. No, I mean, they, they really don't have depth here, and that's the problem, um, especially at receiver. If Stephon Diggs goes down, they're really screwed. I mean, yeah, they have Isaiah McKenzie and Robert Foster as backups, but neither of these guys are really moving the needle as much as, you know, a, a John Brown or Cole Beasley would. So I like the Bills, but... Uh, don't love them. Time will tell, especially in this COVID season, if they are going to be the best team in this division. Miami Dolphins time. So we're pretty much talking big-ass receivers and Jakeem Grant. Yeah? Yeah. So we got Devontae Parker, one of the best, another fantastic catch point receiver. 
I mean, it took him a couple of years to really get cooking, but last year, I think he was over a thousand yards. Better late than never. And uh, he was the guy who really gave Stefan Gilmore trouble. Well, not only was he over a thousand yards, he got better throughout the year too. Um, he and Ryan Fitzpatrick really cooked the Eagles and cooked the Patriots at the end of the year. Um, I, I expect big things going forward too. Um, I see no reason why he's not going to build off that performance. Yeah. Preston Williams, he was an, I think he was an undrafted or at least a like fifth round or lower pick from Colorado State. Not necessarily because of his on-field production. He had a little off-the-field incident. I'm not exactly sure what it was or I can't recall it. But uh, Preston Williams, he's another jump baller. Just throw it up to him, and uh, 50-50 balls become closer to 60-40 balls. And um, not really a jump ball threat, but Jakeem Grant, who Opposite is the jitterbug. Yeah. yeah, He's a five foot six. Um, Tariq Cohen, but receiver. Pretty much, yeah. Jakeem hasn't necessarily produced all that much, but he has this physical talent and just this undeniable spark about him that... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, churning out yards from the slot, either getting screen passes, pretty much filling in that Albert Wilson role. He's a weapon. Yep. So moving on to the running backs. Just traded for my dude, Lynn Bowden Jr. from the Raiders. He's a rookie this year from Kentucky. Now, I think that they're going to use him more at receiver this year than, uh, well, the Raiders who drafted him as a running back. But Lynn Bowden has shown the ability to, you know, take over games from anywhere, whether it's out out wide or in the backfield. So I'm excited to see how he is. He's Uh, probably not going to be the starter, though. Matt Breida is. Why don't you give me a little bit of insight into this guy? um, Well, he's coming from uh, San Francisco. He was probably the second best out of those backs behind Tevin Coleman. Um, Yeah, he's a a really solid guy. I mean, he's 5'10", 190. Um, He's got good speed. Very good. Very team. good. Yeah, he's very agile too. He he can juke you. Um, and he's also um he's a pretty good pass catcher. Um, I mean he's um he generally hasn't had a full chance to be a starter. Like yeah, he's I mean, always shown flashes. He's always been in a committee. Committee. Wow, a geez. committee or injured. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he can do as a feature back. And lastly, they got an absolute hammer in Jordan Howard. So. I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami take a big step forward, especially considering last year they're starting like Patrick Laird in the backfield and Miles Gaskins. It was pretty damn ugly. This year, I expect some uh, some good things out of the running backs in Miami. Tight end, Mike Kosicki. I love me a former volleyball player at tight end. Just pretty much another, another one of these 50-50 players you can just throw the ball up to and it becomes more of a 60-40 type thing. And uh, finally, to wrap it up, they just traded for Adam Shaheen, one of the Bears' like 50 million tight ends. He was a second-round draft pick, so let's see if he can finally develop into something. JP, any more thoughts on uh, the Dolphins, or are you good? Uh, I mean, I don't think there's really a whole lot more to say. Just uh, um, YOLO balls, pretty much? Yeah. Um, YOLO balls, Fitzmagic, and let's see if Tua gets in there. And yeah. Let's see what Tua can do with these guys. So it should be an interesting year for Miami. Let's just see how it plays out. All right, JP, I'm in a New York state of mind, and this New York state of mind is depression. This is COVID New York state of mind. Yeah, holy crap. The Jets team is, they're just bad. So starting off at receiver, we got Denzel Mims, who is expected to be pretty much their wide receiver one this year as a rookie. He's injured pretty much all camp, so don't expect much from him this year. Um, Yeah, report came out that he's not even a starter yet. 
Um, and that's not really his fault. He hasn't played at all. So He's been injured. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he gets healthy, he could be a weapon. Maybe. Maybe. But it's also he missed his entire OTAs and camp and all of that. Uh, anyways, moving on, they got Jameson Crowder, who's actually a nice he's a player. Very, he's a very good slot guy, actually. Yeah. Um, I like him. I like him. Um, but they lost Robbie Anderson. Uh, that's going to hurt. They brought in Chris Hogan, former Ooh. lacrosse player. Um, he doesn't move the needle. What do you think of Rashard Perriman? You know, he's shown a mixed bag of things, but he's never really produced more than a wide receiver three. And now he's expected to, you know, be probably their number one target in New York. So I'm not expecting the world. Yeah, Sam Darnold not really wanting to be him right now. Yeah, no. Running backs doesn't get all that much better, but at least we have a little bit of star power. Oh, here. stop. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a really good player. All right. If you get him his 20 carries and he starts wearing that defense down, he can get it. He can get it moving. All right. He hasn't proven that he can do that in New York yet. But if he still's got that spark that made him one of the premier running backs in in Pittsburgh, um, he could be pretty much the only weapon that this team has. Yeah. We got the aging wonder and Frank Gore here is going to eat into those carries. He just follows Adam Gase around. So, you know, maybe Frank will put up some yards. He's, as I said, old as hell and pretty experienced. Lastly, they got Kenneth Dixon. He showed some promising flashes in Baltimore, but then he got in trouble with, I think, a PED thing. So maybe he can regain some form in New York. They had better hope so. <laughs> yeah, because the tight end room does not get any better. We got Chris Herndon, Ryan Griffiths, and Trevon Lesko. So Chris Herndon. Had a good rookie year, but was injured pretty much all last year. He was one of Sam Darnold's favorite targets. Perhaps getting him back will uh, help something. Ryan Griffin, he's the guy who had that sticky hands touchdown celebration against uh, Washington where he peeled the football off his gloves with his shoe. That's pretty much all you can say about him. That is pretty cool. It's original. It's smart. But his football doesn't really uh, inspire all that much confidence. And honestly, I just added Trayvon Wesco just because he's really thick. He has a big butt, and I think it's funny. Yeah, these guys stink. They stink. Yeah, so bad. All right, bad. moving on. Yeah, I don't want to talk anymore about the Jets. So we're going to go to the New England Patriots here, and uh, it's a rather depressing outlook. Uh, yeah, there's a reason Tom Brady left, and um, it's not necessarily all Bill Belichick. He yeah, had yeah. nobody to throw fucking football to. Yeah, we got... Uh, Okay, I'm going to get this one right this time. Nikhil. Yes, there we go. Nikhil Henry. I Harry. Nikhil Harry. Harry. All right, you Harry. call him Harry. Jeez. All right, Harry was a good, he was a great high point guy at Arizona State. Uh, he's got phenomenal hands. Um, and at Arizona State, he was able to get a lot of yards after catch. However, at New England, he stunk last year. His rookie year, no bueno. All right, he was, uh, he was a good prospect. Uh, he was a little banged up. So maybe he'll be better when he's um, healthy, but... Uh, he's really their number one outside threat, and that's not saying much. Yeah, so they got rid of most of New this offseason after a terrible draft trade for him. So he's pretty much going to be expected to fill this big body possession role, but I think he might be a little bit better suited for as a screen guy, yards after catch guy. No, he's not a dynamic athlete, but he's proven to be able to do something with the ball in his hands. Uh, Julian Edelman. A little over the hill. He was not as good last last few years as he was maybe five, six years ago. But psycho white receiver. Uh, always going to be in the right place. Um, going to run a crispy-ass route, and he's not afraid to get his 
his absolute bell rung over the middle. Over and over again. And um, he, he's good at making a few dudes miss. So we'll see if he's got some little Julian Edelman left in him. Yeah, so now Super. for a guy who actually, I think, does have some uh, contested catch potential at the NFL level, Jacoby Myers. He has excellent, excellent body control. So if he's able to come back from injury, get some snaps, get some repetition with uh, Cam Newton... He actually might be the sleeper of this group, and I think he could end up as the wide receiver one, weirdly. But that's actually really not saying all that much, considering they have... Who else do they have on this roster at receiver that's really worth noting? I can't I can't pick out a name. They got James White, who's um running back. Uh, so moving on to the running backs, they have James White, who's a weapon in the pass game with yeah, Tom Brady. He's, he's honestly more of a receiver at this point. In terms of not maybe not a wide receiver, but he catches more passes than he does. Uh, however, he was really reliant on being on the same page with Tom Brady. We'll see if he can get that repertoire with uh, Cam Newton. Or whoever else potentially could be throwing a ball out there. We also got Rex Burkhead, who's, uh, you know, he can contribute. He's nice. He has solid contributions across the board. Um, he, yeah, he'll uh, he'll pick up yards on the ground. He'll, he'll pass pro for you. And he'll find the end well. zone. Yep. Um, they Sony have Sony Michelle, the the first round draft Disappointment. pick. Disappointment. Um, a different word for it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Look, his rookie year, we thought they they hit a home run and uh, <laughs> he was really good, but it turns out he was really uh, a product of the system and a product of good luck. Yeah. Um. I bet they wish they could have this one back, but not the worst first round pick, but definitely one they wish they could have back. Yes, sir. But now for the real the real star of this group. My boy JJ Taylor, UDFA from Arizona. Now this guy's like five foot eight, a hundred seventy five, hundred eighty pounds. So uh, he's kind of this little squatty bowling ball with absolute quickness. This guy will shift the hell out of you. He'll he's really good in the pass game. He'll put his head down in pass pro. He'll run a mean wheel route, as evidenced in a training camp. He had an unbelievable catch. Just uh, look it up. It's pretty cool. And um, I think he's going to contribute. I think he could be this next kind of, uh, who's that tiny, tiny little back from uh, Danny Whitehead? Yeah, he can be the next kind of Danny Whitehead. Bold. Yeah, so uh, maybe the Patriots running back room might be a little bit better than the rest of their rosters. They also got some pretty young and uh, unproven tight ends in Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. So... Devin Asiasi is this former five-star recruit, former Michigan guy, transferred back to California at UCLA. He's going to be their number one. He's going to be a very good blocking threat. If he's able to get on the same page with Cam Newton, maybe uh, we could see something. Maybe like Ian Thomas, year one in Carolina. And Dalton Keene is going to be this mobile chess piece, maybe not quite to the extent Aaron Hernandez was for the Patriots, but Dalton can do a whole lot of whole lot of things. But pretty much for the Patriots... Holy jeez with the side of cheese, this is pretty damn bad. Yeah. They also stink. This is this is pretty horrible. Um, so do you do you wanna rank these teams? Because like, I think we kinda have to. Alright. Jets at four. They, yeah. They're awful. Who do they have? Like literally no one. Everyone's hurt. Sam Darnold is alone. I feel um, bad for him. Yeah, so honestly, it he's gonna get critics pouncing all over him, but I don't think it's gonna be his fault this year. We, I, I don't think we ever have seen Sam Darnold's actual potential in the NFL. And I don't think we're going to see it this year. Yep. So, number three, I have the Patriots, personally. Uh, Cam Newton is going to be running around like a madman. Bro, uh, and these two receivers really aren't the kind of guys Cam Newton likes to throw to anyway. So, 
Yeah. I'm, we're in for a yike stripes year. All right. Um, at two, I like Matt Breida and I like Devontae Parker. I don't love the Dolphins, but I think they have some okay. Like, they're not great. They're not even good, but they're better, way better than the Jets yeah. and the Patriots. Honestly, they'd be a, a three or four in most divisions, but here they have to be a two just because of how bad the other By default, are. Yeah. by having any players that are kind of good at catching the football. Yeah. So that leaves us with the Bills at number one because, I mean, they actually have a somewhat competent group right yeah competent i think competent is the right word to describe well it's stefan diggs and company mm-hmm. but it's steph in the gang but i think that's uh that could be a pretty good thing for buffalo considering this division so yeah um, i think that just about wraps it up yeah i don't want to watch these guys on tv like this yeah is, and this i don't want to talk about them more either so right, that wraps it up bye for AFC bye East. <laughs> peace peace AFC South, it's our very last division, JP. Are you uh, are you hyped for the end? No, but like we'll do it anyway. My, I only say no because not it, entirely inspiring prospects here. It, it's going to be better than the last division, though. Yeah, anything is, anything is. So let's start out with the Colts. Yeah, yeah. T. Y. Hilton. He's going to be the first receiver under like six foot four. That's going to get 1,000 yards to Phillip Rivers. You know, I um, put money on that. You know, T.Y. Hilton is a former leader of receiving yards in the NFL. In 2017, he had the most yards, I believe. Maybe it was 2016. My boy Eugene coming in clutch. Then uh, they got Michael Pittman Jr. from USC. I like him a lot. Yeah. Now, this guy is uh, more along the lines of what Phillip River li- Rivers likes to throw to. He's this big body guy, catch point guy, who's going to moss DBs. Yeah, let's see if he can um, take the role of a Vincent Jackson and um, Vincent Jackson type. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, he and Phillip Rivers were always on the same page and yeah, quite good. Please look up some V-Jack highlights and you might be you might be pleasantly entertained. Don't look up the, the Tampa Bay ones. They're not as good as the San Diego ones. Not quite. So then they got Paris Campbell. So this was an interesting draft pick from Ohio State. He's really this gadget player. Get the, him the ball within like eight yards of the line of scrimmage. Let him go to work. But don't do what the Colts did last year and ask him to be this kind of downfield threat who's asked to do a lot of different stuff. But... Paris Campbell can be dangerous if you give him the ball in the right situation. Bottom line is they really sought to improve this, uh, all of these skill position units. They, they invested a lot of draft capital this year. Um, they're trying to make this Phillip Rivers experiment work. They got the defense that's ready to win now. They got the O-line o- finally after Andrew Luck got ravaged and booted out of the NFL because their O-line sucked. But um, Now they're cooking with grease on there. So running backs, are you down? Yeah. So do you want to start with... The starter at running back now or the future star? Um, touch on Marlon Mack. Okay, so Marlon Mack from USF. Now, here's a guy who, yeah, I, I know I've said this quite a few times, not the biggest, not the fastest, but Marlon Mack understands leverage. He understands how to get into a hole, how to get skinny, and how to work through to the second level. He can bust out a couple big runs every now and again, but overall, he's just going to be a very solid back for you. Now, JP, I'll let you really get into your Wisconsin fandom and just uh, please gush on this man. So I liked, I loved Melvin Gordon, right? Um, I love Monte Ball. Um, but by far, the best running back to come out of Wisconsin and top three, top four I've ever seen in college football history with my own eyes is Jonathan Taylor. This guy's unbelievable, all right? He is a state champion in the hurdles in New Jersey. Um, That's a pretty fast state, by the way, in case you didn't know. Yeah, he's, um, he, I believe he's 
six feet, um, over 200 pounds, over fat like ass. 215. Yeah. Um, and he can just move and he can get so small. All right. I've never seen someone so big get so small. He's the perfect blend of athleticism. Um, just a freak of nature. Um, the only thing I would say is he's not quite there in the passing game, but that's something you see oftentimes a lot of these young running backs are able to learn once they get to the NFL. I think he's got pro bowler written all over him in the future. I'm really high on him. If he doesn't develop this uh, pass catching skill, the Colts are pretty much set in that department of Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Now here are two burners. Naheem Hines is especially a burner, but Jordan Wilkins is a very dangerous runner in his own right. And pass catcher. So, overall, this stable of backs is uh, pretty unreal, actually. It's pretty dang good. High upside everywhere. And uh, overall depth. Tight end room. Also pretty dang interesting. We got Jack Doyle from Western Kentucky. He's kind of developed into a upper-tier tight end. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, he's not a household name, but dang, he's a solid player. No, he's just always open. Uh, he just knows how to get open. He's a great red zone guy. Um Andrew Luck and him were always on the same page. Um, he kind of fell off a little bit with um, the Jacoby Brissett years um, in terms of he didn't have Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. Yeah. So they also got uh, Trey Burton cast off from Philly and Chicago, but, I mean, another athletic tight end. Philly, 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 yeah. Philly. Yeah, he was the Philly, Philly guy, so or the Philly special guy. So Trey Burton has a role in Indianapolis to play. A uh, guy who was, I really like. Wasn't the play called Philly Philly? Or? No, it's Philly Special. Oh, guy. I'm stupid. Yes, I'm stupid. They, yes, they said that, though. Oh. Mo Ali Cox, another tight end for them. And you know what he used to be? A basketball star under Shaka Smart at VCU. No way. Yeah, dude. You don't remember Mo Ali Cox? I, I, he was like a power forward rebounder. I do remember him. I did not know that he made it to the NFL. Yeah, man. He had a sick one-handed catch the other week. I think it was like a sports center top 10 type of thing. But... He has athleticism, and you know what? He's developing into a run blocker. So I like what the Colts have here at their tight end room. I like what they have at their running back room. Let's just see if T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, and Paris Campbell can get the job done. Out yeah, long. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's proven veteran. He's going to get it done. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton's a stud. Absolute Let's see certified it from the other stud. two dudes. Yeah. All right, so that does it for the Colts. Let's move on to the Jaguars. Oh, Tank Mo Jacksonville. So pretty much all we really have to touch on here is the fact that they have DJ Chark and they just drafted LaVisca Chanel. DJ Chark, he's a Pro Bowl receiver. He wins pretty much every level of the field, but he's especially dangerous deep. He has a pretty dang good connection with Minshew, who just lobbed rainbow balls into Chark, who has incredible speed. So DJ, is a, he's a player on the rise, and He's one of the only Jags to really keep an eye out for. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect big things from him because they really don't have a whole lot else going on here. They have D.D. Westbrook, uh, former New York invitee of the Heisman ceremony. But um, he's shown flashes but hasn't consistently gotten the job done at the NFL level. I mean, he's been hurt. We also got another injury-prone guy in LaVisca Chenault at Colorado. So this dude was an absolute talent. He played all over the field. You could line him up even at running raw back. though. He's very raw. Yeah, Put him at quarterback, but I mean, he's an athlete. So if the Jaguars are able to get some playmaking ability, ability out of him year one, that'd be fantastic. But I really don't hold my breath on it. They have a uh, Chris Conley, former chief. He was pretty solid for them. He contributed once again as another deep guy, but this wide receiver room really doesn't have anything special besides Colin Johnson, who's six, six, and that's, that's pretty big. So, want to move on to the tight ends? 
uh, Tyler Eifert. Um, he was pretty good for the Bengals. He's really good, but yeah. he's always hurt. Um, when he was on the field, he was a beast. Yeah, I mean, you'd get like six snaps from him, then he'd be out for the season. So uh, if Tyler Eifert plays a full season for Jacksonville, that'd be fantastic, and I think he'd produce. But Yeah, he'd be really good for Minshew if, um, if he's on the field, but there's a big if there. Yeah. Um, other than that... You got Josh Oliver and James O'Shaughnessy. Neither of these guys really inspire all that much confidence, so... Other than having a really Irish name, that's pretty cool. But yeah. I, I, that's something you don't see in the NFL every day. But other than that, yeah. Um, running back, they had a nice running back room. I mean, it was okay, actually. I don't know. Neither, I think it's still bad. I don't like Leonard Fournette, by the way. I like Leonard Fournette. I don't love Leonard Fournette. Uh, he was always a bruiser type of reputation, but reality is he never got a whole lot of yards after contact. Um, I definitely not worthy of that draft pick. Yeah, that so was a dumb draft pick. Let's go to the guys who are actually on the team. We got Chris Thompson and Raquel Armstead. So Chris Thompson is a he's a really good pass catching back. He'll actually do something out of the backfield, unlike Leonard, who just you know caught a bunch of passes and didn't really do anything with him. Chris Thompson will. Chris Thompson will pick up yards after the catch. He's pretty damn dangerous there. Raquel Armstead, he's on the COVID list, and I think he's out for a while with that. But he's um he's a bruiser. He's an absolute mauler. He's one of these temple tough kind of guys, single digit temple guys. So perhaps he's uh, able to be the workhorse this uh this backfield really needs. But I think we're pretty much done with the Jags. All right, so, moving on. Yeah, let's go on to the Texans. So now we're gonna cruise on down to Houston, Texan, Texas, with the uh, fighting Billy O'Briens. So, um, uh, yeah, their their receiver room got neutered a lot. But did it? It added another option, and perhaps that. Uh, that I don't. I don't care. I don't care. It's. It's. You need to lose D Hop. You get worse. It's just plain and simple. You know, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, JP. So yeah, it's not. Who, who do they actually have on this roster? Uh, they got Brandon Cooks, who's I think a premier wide receiver too. A uh, guy can fly. Um, we've all seen Brandon Cooks um, if, almost make big plays in the Super Bowl. Um, got his head knocked off um, two years ago, three years ago, and then um, two years ago he uh, he got really fucked on by Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, so Brendan Cooks is a speedster. You know who else is a speedster? Will Fuller. Mm. Now here's a guy who has a connection with uh, the quarterback of the Texans, just Deshaun Watson. The issue is that Will Fuller's rarely on the field, but yeah. when he is, he's an absolute stud. So maybe this is the year where he can play all sixteen. Yeah, and maybe he can actually be their number one. Um, Randall Cobb yeah. used to fly, doesn't fly quite as much as he used to, but he's got reliable hands. I think he's the third highest catch streak in the NFL without a drop. Um, one of Aaron Rodgers, former guys, um, very smart veteran, uh, always had nice things. Aaron Rodgers always had nice things to say about him. So, um, we'll see. He, he did a good job in, um, Dallas, I thought last year. Um, we'll see if he can produce out in Houston. Yeah. Had a quiet 800 yards last year for Dallas. And to wrap up the wide receiver room, they got Kiki QT. I like Isaiah. Kiki QT. Yeah, and Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island. Now, these are two just big body kind of guys. If they, you know, with the three guys in front of him, if they produce at all, that'd be a plus. And I think they still have Kenny Stills on that roster. So, I mean, I think the Texans could be a pretty dangerous team at the wide receiver position. Running backs now, also pretty damn dangerous and uh, multifaceted. And David Johnson and Duke Johnson Jr., so, JP, why don't you tell me a little bit about both these dudes? Well, uh, Duke Johnson, he's a great pass catcher out of Miami. Um, I always thought he had a kind of cool name, Duke Johnson Jr., but um, he former Cleveland Brown. Um, he 
he's kind of he's small. He's not that big. Uh, he's not the type of guy that can really take a whole lot of pound, uh, the pounding from carrying the ball, being a bell cow type of guy. But he's carved out a nice little niche in the NFL, being a, a pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, uh, David Johnson, uh, 2016 David Johnson was on fucking believable. Um, yeah, he he could run you over, he could run around you, he could jump over you. Uh, he was just an absolute freak of nature. Um, he's been injured quite a bit ever since. Uh, hasn't ever quite gotten to that same level but let's see if um having if, if this is the year where he can like really find a, a new home in houston under bill o'brien who traded the house for him so let's see yeah perhaps that works out for him but the tight end room is uh looking a tad bit shaky but it has some upside to it we got darren fells pretty damn ancient player jordan atkins and kahali warring and jordan thomas so uh darren fells He's just, he's a solid tight end. He's, uh, I would say he's probably around the top 20 tight end. So he's a replacement level player, but he's going to produce for you. He can run block. He's he's just going to do what you want from your tight end one. Jordan Atkins. You know, here, uh, here we got some big bodied boys in Jordan Atkins and Jordan Thomas. Both these guys are physically imposing, but they're not particularly tough when they play. So they can be bodied a little bit. A guy who's very interesting, Kahale Waring, former water polo player at SDSU. He has all the athleticism you would want, just uh, looking for a little bit more experience and refinement in his route tree. And um, he could actually potentially produce, as you said earlier, tight ends age like wine. Perhaps this is the year where uh, his grapes are perfect. (laughs) So uh, let's just see how the Titans do. It should not the Titans, geez Louise, the Texans do. Let's move on to the Titans, however. JP? We are at the promised land. It is the final team in our uh, division wrap-up, or just review series. Preview series. Yeah, I've learned the names of way too many players who will never be anything relevant in the NFL. But, it's been worth it. It's been a fun ride. So, let's finish it off with the Tennessee Titans. So, this is a team that recently signed Jadavian Clowney. I just wanted to make that clear, because I mean... Yeah, they have another guy who pretty much could play the end based on his build, but that's Derrick Henry. Like, Yeah, so uh, usually, I mean, we've been starting with uh, receivers in this thing. But, no, we uh, got to start with running backs here. Yeah, holy moly, this uh, offense runs straight through Derrick Henry. Honestly, if you've made it this far, you've watched enough NFL football to know what, everything you need to know about Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, if you watched him in the playoffs last year, in absolute ten- it felt like a throwback almost. Like to a different era in which running backs would just carry teams and they literally like jump you know, on the back and It looked and like a in. flashback if you were to just throw a full grown ass man into a Pop Warner football game. Pretty much. Look at what he did to Earl Thomas. He literally made Earl Thomas crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He ruined his career. Yeah. So, uh, Earl, just a heads up for you. Please don't visit any brothels with your brother anymore. It doesn't end up well for you. But back to the Tennessee Titans. Running back Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. Yeah. 6'4. Runs a 4'4, four, 4'5. Four, four, He's at like 200. Just not fair. Yeah, 240 pounds or something like that. Like 246 pounds, I think it is. This man is literally built like an edge rusher. Like, just get this man off the edge and he might pick up a couple sacks for you. But no, he's playing running back and he's playing it just about as well yeah, as Yeah, no, he, he can take a beating too. All right. He's going to, you can take the ball 30, 40 times in a game and be totally fine to play the next week. Um, and not only that, he gets stronger as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just a throwback player. 
Backing him up, we got Darrington Evans, a rookie from Appalachian State. Mountaineers. Yeah, so this guy's a guy who, you know, he plays at Appalachian State. They're a very run-first team. This man also knows how to take a beating, and he can take it very well. He's a, he's a different player than Derrick Henry, but then again, every running back is. But I think that he can be a pretty successful complement whenever, you know, you decide you want to take Derrick Henry off the field. Yeah, bottom line is this is a run-heavy team, and that's the way they're going to go. Yeah, so uh, receivers. They got some nice ones. Um, they got a nice one. <laughs> yeah, so they have one nice one and one guy who I really wish was nice. <laughs> yeah, and that's the guy we wish was nice is Corey Davis. Uh, seventh draft pick, I believe, out uh, of Western, Western Michigan. Michigan. He's PJ Flex original receiver. Oh, uh, he was a beast. Yeah. He, you guys do not understand how good he was in the Mac. Please just uh, look look up some highlights of Corey Davis in the Mac. It's it's fun. Yeah, but he's not been as good in the NFL. He's been a very a slightly above average NFL starting caliber receiver. Let's see if he can make that jump and become a good or even a really good receiver. He has the talent to do it. I'd love to see it. Now, uh-huh. here's for a guy who is already a very, very good receiver. And was a good receiver year one. Only as a rookie, he's going to his second year, and that's AJ Brown out of Ole Miss. All right. Speaking of some thick boy receivers, AJ Brown is built like a goddamn brick. So you know that uh, picture of DK Metcalf, and he was he was like very scary looking. The uh, guy standing right next to him. He's also looking. just absolutely ripped, and on his own would have made that picture. And would have been very scary himself. That's uh, that's my boy AJ Brown. Yeah, um, I think he's better than DK. I think so, too. I think he's a better player overall. He can run routes at a fantastic level from literally every alignment on the field. Put him in the slot, put him close, put him out wide. This man can eat against man coverage, zone coverage, and all levels of the field. Got him the ball after the catch, he'll run. Throw him the ball deep, he'll catch it. He's just overall a fantastic player, and I think he's a quality number one in this league already. Um, yeah, let's see if he can make that jump and get even better year two. Yeah, so uh, at their number three receiver, we got Adam Humphrey, who's a, I hate to say it, but he's just another one of these white slot receivers. He is an absolute vacuum. So pretty much just think Hunter Renfro, but older. And less good. Yeah, pretty much. He's That's exactly how I characterize him. Not just because they both went to Clemson and because they're both white. It's just that style of play. And they're both white. All right, and then tight end. <laughs> hey, 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 don't you dare disrespect Khalif Raymond. Now, this is a guy who's an absolute just, he's a deep threat burner. If you throw him the ball like two times a game, he's going to average one catch for like 55 yards and a touchdown. That's just the kind of explosive athlete he is. Let's see if they feature him more this year. Tight ends. I love Johnny Smith. Really? I love Johnny Smith. Name another tight end you can line up at running back and throw a pitch to and have go 55 yards. I don't think I can do that. Yes, because Johnny Smith did that. Actually, Aaron Ger- Hernandez. Gerald Everett. Aaron Hernandez. Yes. So, right. Johnny Smith is an absolute athletic marvel at tight end from FIU. I expect huge things from him this year. Behind him, there's really not all that much. JP, can you like pronounce this guy's name? Nicole Pruitt. Michael Pruitt. Oh. I think. Um, it's not spelled like Michael. It's spelled like Michael. M-Y-C-O-L-E. Um, I hope he's good just because I want people to struggle with that name. He's a, he's a thick boy. He's another one of these just run first tight ends. They and, also got a Harvard guy, yeah. Anthony Ferkser. Yeah, um, same thing there. Just another, you know, blocking back tight end kind of dude. 
Yeah, I mean, he, I watched him. He was good in the league, but um, being good in the Ivy League is a little different than being uh, good in the NFL league. Yeah, so do you want to rank these teams, or how, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, let's rank them. Um, you know what we can do after? Let's rank the whole league. Okay. So, right. uh, in this division, who do you have it for? Jags. They got DJ Chark, man, and they got DJ Chark. And they also have DJ Chark. Yeah. And, he's and, really good, though. He is really good. All right. Actually, they also have DJ Chark. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, that's how he sees the field. Um, don't forget Eifert. Don't sleep on Eifert if he's healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy, he's probably not. So moving on to three. Uh, this one is a little difficult for me, but I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Colts. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jack Doyle is good, not great. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think he, like I said, I think he's gonna be really good, but he's still just a rookie. All right. So we'll see if he figures this thing out year one. Um, T Y Hilton, really good. Um, but they got a lot of young, unproven talent there. So they could be really good, but we'll see. Next for year, now, we'll if put we see on. Michael Pittman year one play and play well, this team could be that number two, but starting off this season, I, I have to put them at three. All right. Number two, I got the Texans. Um, I, I would have put them at one, but they they lost <laughs> they lost D Hop right, and they they're not left with a whole lot behind him. Uh, they have a lot of good pieces, but no one great, no one that's transcendent, no one that's going to really carry their position. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. So you say that you have the Titans at one, and that's that's acceptable, that's fine. But I really really like what the Texans have here. I think it could be somewhat like that uh, those old Detroit Lions teams where. Matt Stafford actually got better as soon as Calvin Johnson left. Yeah, but the Lions got worse. Um, anyway, I have Titans at one. All right, come on. Derrick Henry is one of the best skill position players in the NFL. And then on top of that, they got an elite wide receiver one option. But they only have one of each. They have one of each. However, I think that's better than what they have at the, in Houston. So, I think that Houston has two viable running backs and three receivers as opposed to one. So it just, it depends how much you weigh the value of a Derrick Henry versus the value of three receivers. So that's my case for having the Texans at one. I'm fine with you having the Titans at one, but uh, that's just... Agree to disagree.